You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth and PJ Glasser with you. We're going to talk about buying or selling NBA teams in the Eastern Conference. So the Celtics obviously got off to a really hot start, but the Bucks are really challenging them for that number one seed. PJ, obviously, I like the chalk, you know, if we're talking about who are we buying, but should we look like a little bit further down to see where in the East are there teams that we're buying where there could be some value? Um, so we've got Celtics plus 115, these odds, according to BetMGM, Bucks plus 185, Sixers plus 550, and then you've got a significant drop-off, okay? You've got Cavs 11 to 1, that's intriguing. Yep. Heat 18 to 1, also intriguing. And then you've got a really big drop-off if you want to look at like the Hawks 125 to 1, the Nets 125 to 1, or even like the Knicks at 150 to 1. So where would you be looking? I, our, our, it sounds like we might be in agreement on the Cavs here. If we're not going to take straight chalk, what team do you like in the East where there could be some value? Yeah, it's got to be Cleveland for me. I think a bunch of people would probably take Philadelphia. Aaron, I just I have two big question marks with them. The first is Doc Rivers as a head coach. He, it just seems like Ooh. his teams always underperform year after year in the playoffs. And the second one, as great as Joel Embiid is, I just can't trust him to stay healthy, especially if they're going to go on a deep playoff run. James Harden, you know, obviously he kind of has – his moniker as well in the postseason and how he's underperformed. I love Tyrese Maxey. I think they're built to do good things in the playoffs, but the combination of Doc Rivers and just not trusting Embiid and Harden, it worries me. Cleveland, I think they're one piece away, but if there's a team that I think there's value on outside of the top two, it's probably them. Just because Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland can go off and uh, they could be a problem for teams. Evan Mobley is a really good young player. They're a good defensive team. I just don't think that anybody in the East can contend with Boston and Milwaukee. The West, it seems like, is wide open. The East, it feels like, is very, very top-heavy. And the reason for that, Aaron, is because usually a bunch of the teams that are in the conversation, the Heat, the Raptors, it seems like the Hawks made it to an Eastern Conference Final a couple years ago. Those teams just aren't as good this year. Toronto's really underachieved. They've been bit by the injury bug. Miami, same thing. It seems like they have always got four or five guys on the day-to-day list every single night. And Atlanta just doesn't play any kind of defense. So it's tough. You know, so many years in the NBA, it feels like we see two teams that are on a collision course for a conference final, and sometimes it doesn't happen. It's tough for me this year to not – see Milwaukee and Boston meeting up in the Eastern Conference Final. 
I, I agree with you. It's kind of one of those things where it's like the odds are telling you what's going to happen when you have the Celtics plus 115, you got the Bucks plus 185, and then the next closest is going to be the Sixers at plus 550. So I'm with you. I, I hate to be like, oh, I just like the chalk Celtics, Bucks. The other place, if it's not the so I according to the athletic, I thought this was interesting. The Cavs have the best defensive rating in the league at 109.3. They have a top 10 offensive rating as well. They're tied with the Timberwolves and Clippers for the most games played this season at 61 and have the fourth highest number of wins this season in the league at 38, tied with the Sixers. So the, I think the Cavs are in a really good spot heading into this final stretch of the regular season. So I like them at 11 to 1. The Heat are always sneaky, right? Great head yeah. coach. They've been there before. They have the experience. But when I when I was, you know, preparing for this segment last night, I'm like, am I really putting my hard-earned American dollars on the Heat to do something in the playoffs, to win the East? Or I guess I would, if anything, I'm not betting them to win the NBA title at 50 to 1. Probably if I'm doing anything, it would be to win the East at 18 to 1. What what do you think? Would you do anything? Would you actually place bets on the Cavs or the Heat? I think the Cavs, if if you're asking me to choose between the two, you know, Miami's so interesting because they're a Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from making the NBA Finals last year, and they didn't really lose any of their core guys. Like, Jimmy's still there, Bam's still there, Tyler Hero's still there. They've just been injured, and they haven't been playing as good. But you're right. Spolster's still a great coach. They're battle-tested. They have a lot of veterans. It's going to be – the tough thing for Miami is the fact that they're going to get Boston or Milwaukee in the first round. And I don't think – maybe if you were to get those teams in, like, the second round when maybe somebody roughs them up. But the fact that you're getting them fresh in the first round, I just don't think that bodes well for Miami if they stay in that seven spot. Now, if they can move up and grab, like, a six or five, then that might benefit them. But I do like Cleveland uh, better than Miami if you're asking me to choose between those two teams. It's just tough, Aaron, to find value in the East outside of those two teams. Now, fun hypothetical that I'll ask you is if KD and Kyrie both stayed on the Nets, do you think they would have had a shot to beat Boston or Milwaukee? That was such a train wreck of a situation. I mean, I don't think you can count KD and Kyrie out because of the talent that they had, but everything was just so toxic. Like nothing, it was it was a complete epic failure. So I, I don't think so. I mean, I almost think now that they're gone and they have like a clean slate, maybe this team could do something, but I wouldn't bet them at 125 to one to win the East. I just don't think there's any value there at all. I'm, and I'm with you also on the Sixers at plus 550. It, it doesn't also feel like the Philly just can't have nice things. I mean, we saw the Phillies in the World Series. We saw yeah. the Eagles. You know, They're getting the close. It's kind of like I would be shocked if the Sixers made it to the NBA championship. So I, I'm out on that as well. But no, I don't I don't. I'm not buying into the Nets or the the Knicks. If anything, I'm I'm slightly higher on the Knicks than I am the Nets. What do you think? Yeah, I would tend to agree, especially after that Josh Hart pickup that they got. I think Perrin Hart and Brunson back together. Shout out. I covered Josh Hart in high school. 
Sidwell friends, Sidwell, that's right. Sidwell and, friends, uh, yeah. Sidwell friends. Yeah, him and Brunson, so they're back together. They won a national championship at Nova together. Did you see the video of Brunson when he found out that Josh Hart was getting traded to the Knicks? Did you see that? No, what happened? Oh, it was awesome. So Brunson was getting – he was back at Villanova, and he was getting honored for something, and somebody showed him the video of Josh Hart getting traded to the Knicks, the, the tweet about it. And Brunson was just freaking out. He was so excited. So I think that's a really good under-the-radar move at the deadline for them. They still got R.J. Barrett there, Julius Randle. So I'm with you. I don't like the Knicks short-term. I don't like them this season. But I do think that Josh Hart trade is is a really good move moving forward. Um, but, yeah, and outside of Boston-Milwaukee, those those are the top two teams. The Bucks are playing so well right now. They, they're on a 12-game winning streak. Boston's been the number one seed in the East really all season i guess the big question in the east is who do you like better do you like boston better you like milwaukee that's that's exactly where i was going next because the bucks did just beat uh boston in overtime 131 125 so the celtics are banged up they were just limping into the all-star break so this extra rest is going to be beneficial to them but am i really that worried if they're a little banged up not now i mean the celtics are one of the deepest teams in the nba and we've seen that they've got the league's deepest roster in my opinion and we've seen that depth you know they've had to rely on that depth you know against teams like the sixers and the grizzlies we saw recently um in the past week or so a part of me wants this for Giannis. I love Giannis. Like he, there's too. something just refreshing about him. Like when they won last night, he said, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like, <laughs> I just want to see this guy win something big. I'm rooting for him. Um, so I, so Giannis, he's averaging 37.2 points per game. The most points during uh, that team's with 12 game winning streak. So that's, that's pretty impressive. So I think, think now that they're finally healthy that this could be a good look I mean you're getting slightly more value at plus 185 you could look at them to win the title at plus 550 I don't hate that if you strongly think the Bucks could could be better than the Celtics come playoff time what kinds of things do you factor in if you're going to place these bets do you look at experience head coach, or is it just star power, defense? What kinds of things should we be factoring in if we are going to put our money on one of these futures? The thing that I keep going back to is the fact that when these two teams played in the playoffs last year, this series went to seven games without Chris Middleton. So now that he's probably going to be back for this, part of me is like, I kind of like Milwaukee. But then at the same time, Boston picked up Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason, in the offseason, who's probably going to win sixth man of the year. And then you go to the head coaching position and you're like, is Joe Missoula going to be as good as Ime Udoka was in the playoffs for Boston? Yeah. So there's a lot of moving parts with, with these two teams, with Boston and Milwaukee. But I keep going back to that first thing, Aaron. If Chris Middleton was healthy last season, I really do think Milwaukee beats Boston. I even think they beat Golden State, and I think they probably win the NBA championship. So I'm still on Milwaukee. For me, they're the team to beat in the East. Do you think it's important? It's more important for either of these teams to get the number one seed? Like, do you think it's more important for Boston to have a potential game seven at home or Milwaukee? Or do you think that both of these teams are so good, they're so evenly matched that it really just, it doesn't even matter who gets the one seed? 
I'm not sure it really matters in the NBA. I don't know if home court advantage is we've seen NBA teams during playoffs go on the road and win. I'm not sure I factor that in as much, but I want to circle back to that point you made about Middleton, because if he is close, you know, to a hundred percent, I think Milwaukee will be incredibly tough, incredibly tough to be in a playoff series. And then you've got uh, the Bucks defense, Brooke Lopez, and then you, uh, Giannis is a former defensive player of the year, has the NBA second best rating. The Bucks still haven't, like, we, I don't know if we've seen, like, the full potential that the Bucks can reach. Have yeah. we? With everyone finally being healthy, we've seen it on paper, we've known about it, but I don't know if we've seen it in the playoffs, and I think that's so exciting, and that leads me to believe there is value because – there is, you know, the Celtics do have a first-year head coach. You know, will he get out coached? What, what will that factor into things? I think it's interesting. I definitely do too. And Missoula's been great, you know, and they got off to such a great start. That was really a big question mark when they had to let Udoka go, and and Missoula took over as the coach. Now he's named as the permanent guy, and rightfully so. But I really do think it, it is a big concern because. NBA playoff basketball is just so different than the regular season. I don't know if there's a bigger difference in in like the gap between a regular season and the playoffs than there is in the NBA. Maybe in baseball, just because the manager really gets highlighted when you have to make all these decisions with the bullpen and pinch hitting and all that kind of stuff. But it really gets magnified in the playoffs and. Missoula, he's definitely going to be under the microscope and he's going to have to make some tough decisions, but he's got a really good team. I, I, I just, I like Milwaukee a little better and you bring up a great point about all the defense they have. Giannis and Brooke Lopez down low. They have Drew Holiday at the top, who's one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. So I really like Milwaukee. I, I think they're, they're the team to beat in the East. If it's not Boston and Milwaukee, Aaron, like which team do you think has the better shot at getting upset before the Eastern Conference Finals? Do you think it would be Boston or Milwaukee who would be more prone to like a potential upset? Oh, that is tough. Because the Celtics are such a deep team, but I love the Bucks. I don't think I can put my money on either of them. I just think it's so close and we're seeing that in the odds. Like I don't I don't have a strong opinion on which team is slightly better um in my heart like as a fan i'm rooting for Giannis, um but i just i think that's a toss-up really if if i if you had to twist my arm and i have to place a bet and i'm looking for value even though they have the least amount of playoff experience i just don't think the Cavs should be overlooked and 11 to 1, wouldn't we be kicking ourselves if we talked about this and we didn't place that bet? Their defensive rating, 109.3, ranks first in the NBA. Only Boston has a better full season net rating than Cleveland's, plus 5.8 marks. So I just think they are on a roll. They put together a nice little winning streak before the All Star break, winning seven straight before losing to Philly. So I just think the Cavs could be the best look because there's just I'm not betting plus 115 on the Celtics or plus 185 on the Bucks I mean that would just be ridiculous yeah no you can't do that uh you know what might be interesting we were talking about which team might get the number one seed for a potential game seven at home but 
Also, you got to look at matchups, right? Like, would it benefit Boston more to get the two seed to play Philly instead of Cleveland? There's there's a bunch of different things, but at the end of the day, that's like a good we point. Did, I think Boston Milwaukee are just on a collision course. I do too. It's them, and then there's everybody else, which is why yep. I don't even have a, a future in the NBA Eastern Conference. Well. Talk about the Western Conference coming up later in the show. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. David Vietti of the Wake and Rake podcast. I love that name. He also writes for CBS. He joins us next.